So a Catholic, an atheist, a Satanist, and an agnostic walk into a bar. This episode is intended to spread awareness and answer questions. The views and beliefs expressed are based on the individual's personal experiences and teachings. We are here to learn, discuss, and get fucking wasted. The first hour is going to be Nick fucking just ranting about Catholicism. Welcome, everyone, to this very special episode of You Hate to See It. Um, we have oh, we are finally breaking down serious topics. It only took us a year and a half to do it. Um, to finally muster up the courage to put us, ourselves out there as people. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. So we are we are covering religion uh and our different face and we are doing it with a special guest so my name is adam i'm jeff i'm nick and our special guest for this episode is dirk hello dirk milfs milfs always milfs (laughs) speak to them papa papa has returned (laughs) with his with a cigar, with his his uh, pina colada, and and big meaty hands that are here to help you in your stress levels. <laughs> Jeff also has meaty ever... hands. I do. He does. They it make makes my... his dick look smaller. Yeah, they make my dick look smaller. <laughs> I have sausage fingers specifically to make my dick look smaller. Have I ever told you that I identify truly sexually with a milf? I, I identify with them. I speak to them. Um, I also you're the milf whisperer. Craves, well, I, <laughs> I, I I I crave sex and get none. Okay, so, okay, all right. All right. Um, so Dirk, you said you're drinking a pina colada. I have various flavors of fuck you, Garrett cacti. Um, those are, those are good. Those, those are, are those are pretty decent. solid. Those are yeah. pretty solid. I'm, I think the ones he left though were the shitty ones. The, yeah, the lime, yes. the lime was good. I'm pretty sure. The lime sure. was the only good one. The rest of them are fucking dog shit. So I can't wait to drink this strawberry flavored can. Uh, I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hit the ground running. I'm drinking this Heaven's Door uh, Double Bear Whiskey. It is a hundred proof. Yeah, there's a lot of whiskey. There's a lot of whiskey missing from that bottle. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I've had it, I, I mean, I've had it for like three months so that's why but also but a little spoiler uh we did record right before this and it was half full at that so nice 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 if you're you're wondering why jeff nick and i all have blue light filter glasses on we care about our eyes yeah yeah (laughs) i love the bass boost uh i'm nick i don't know if i said that already uh i'm drinking camp i'm drinking camelot honey mead uh as you can see this is half empty which i just opened also, I have uh, Jim Beam uh, bonded bourbon, so it's 100 proof. We're getting saucy with it. We're getting lost in the ranch. Son, Jesus Christ. We're getting saucy. Uh, before Dirk goes any further, or Nick goes any further, I think, I, I want you to know, everyone, I am sorry, but Nick will be talking a lot, as Nick is very fucking drunk already. I so. am so drunk. Dirk, hit it. You always ask us what we're up to on our podcast. Dirk, tell our listeners what the fuck you're up to. Well, I, I have been coming up with something called dad gaming. And, uh, me, you know, me being in my 30s now, 
I've been thinking about like so sorry. If, if you're in your if you're in your 30s, it's like you've got a career, you've got shit to do, you know, you, you need to be able to settle down. My grandfather spends so much of his time downstairs working on model railroads. And then in my pursuit of working with Warhammer 40k, I realized, oh fuck, I'm actually following his footsteps, except with something much, much dorkier and, and less likely to get me laid. So I was gonna say that's like I'm pretty sure it's uh, more expensive also, I think. No, I, I get that. I get that. My grandfather, his um his passion before he died, his he died was uh, Schlitz, and I'm picking that up with mead. So oh, I, my, I get my that. My grandfather's, uh, my, my dad's dad was uh, making homemade wine, and he was very oh. good at it. And now you're a smoker. Now you smoke meat. This is very similar. Yeah, that's it. It's not my hard <laughs> alcoholism. I was trying to color it differently, Jeff. Fuck you. <laughs> so going into this, I, I would like very briefly us to kind of say our faiths. So I'm an atheist. Um, I was raised partially Catholic, partially Lutheran. It was kind of like uh, uh, leaning more into being Catholic, but it was my parents were. E- my dad was Catholic, my mom was Lutheran, and my mom didn't really care that much what I was, and so my dad kind of took the reins on my religious beliefs more, um, but my mom still like had her ideas thrown in there as well, so I kind of got a little bit of both, um, but yeah, now I'm an atheist. Um. Hi, I'm Nick. I've said this for the third time this episode. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, wild, right? Nothing's changed in the what does that five mean? minutes. <laughs> yeah, what, what's it mean? Yeah. What does being Nick mean? Actually, um, fuck the whole religion thing. Get into who you are. <laughs> so I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I went to Catholic school for K through K through 12. Um, however, as Adam can attest, I'm not I'm I don't I'm, I don't like the idea of being calling myself a non-traditional Catholic as I still feel like I uphold the traditional Catholic beliefs. It's just that the different, I don't, I would teach it exuberantly differently than what I was taught. I don't know how it stuck with me, but I would teach it 100% differently than how I would taught it. Yeah. So I'm technically now agnostic, but I was raised very Lutheran until basically like high school after my like confirmation my parents made it a very big thing because i got confirmed in eighth grade my parents made it a very big thing of all right you're confirmed now you went through like our religion like what we believe in and this is kind of where you get to now start to decide who you want to be like religiously so i went through lutheranism um the difference is the, the big thing is if you want to go all the way back to where it's separated from Catholicism is Martin Luther went and pinned a list of things on the Catholic church's door and he got reprimanded greatly for that, but we'll get. In fact, I agree a lot with what Martin Luther said. I agree a yeah. lot with what he said. And basically I, I don't really know how to give a difference. I'm sure Nick probably actually can give a better difference. Cause I mean, I was in eighth grade when I got confirmed and then kind of gave away after that. 
So I don't really retain most of that knowledge. I gave up Lutheranism basically after I was confirmed. Like I still went because my parents went every Sunday, but I stopped caring, I guess, or paying it, not really caring, but stopped paying attention to it. And really the thing is, is like your, with Lutheranism is, uh, there's a sermon. I can't even, the thing that sucks is I remember the sermon, but I can't remember it perfectly to really put it into words is it's more of your works and your good deeds over your overall like wanting and love for god do do you do you mind if i clarify there yeah go ahead so the big clarification between lutheranism and catholicism is other than you know back in the day uh you know buying sin relief yeah other than that uh catholics believe that in you, you can't just believe you also have to you know practice it's, it's yeah. you have to practice what you believe whereas lutheranism is if you believe you're fine as long as you believe and you understand there is a god and you fear and love him no matter where you stray it doesn't really matter that's all i you i couldn't have said it better myself which is why like the, when we get into this now after i just said that is going to really explain where my agnostic views are because i was raised lutheran and i I'll just say it now. I don't really know what to believe in, but I still do believe in a God. So it's like that thing of Lutheranism as you believe. So that's good enough, but eh. that's where I'll leave that for now, at least many, many centuries ago, Martin Luther said, nah, this is bullshit. Where's I mean, my basically. fucking hammer. That's yeah. We, we still get angry about that day. Like we still get angry. <laughs> understandable us catholics still kind of like every time that day passes every year we just kind of go ah, anger <laughs> heresy heresy blasphemy <laughs> uh i am a satanist i i first read the satanic bible when i was 18 years old out of curiosity and then upon reading it i was like oh oh i actually agree with this I went the same way with Karl Marx, but I went the opposite way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read. <laughs> I think everyone's done that. Yeah. I read Marx's work and it was like, how the fuck do you apply this in real life? What idiot, I, what idiot actually believes this? So we are, we are atheists. It is uh, atheism with theatrics in a way. Uh, we are our own gods and we use Satan as a symbol of uh, how to, of our outlook in life. And um, when we when we refer to Satan, we actually refer to the uh, the old Hebrew meaning of the adversary. So we don't believe in supernatural beings. We don't believe in like a, a literal Satan. I do want to make it clear as well here that I <clears throat> I am a member of the Church of Satan. However, I am not yet an active member of the Church of Satan. So what that means is that I cannot actually speak for the Church of Satan, but I'm able to like. I, I can still like comfortably come to this conversation and, and like talk about it. I'll throw my hand up. Yes, I will also afterwards. Yes, yes. Uh, so what what I was always taught was what Satanism was, was like a, a satanic mass was the complete opposite of a Catholic mass. So all of the altar boys and girls are naked. It's you're, you're fucking throwing fucking... That I've been taught that that's that's what I've been taught. Um, altar boys and altar girls are naked. No, um, 
uh also when i say boys and girls i don't mean uh, underage i mean of age people uh when i say so and like like when you take the bible you take the satanic bible the priest like fucking plays with himself and shit uh, that's what I was taught what a satanic mask mass was. That's what I was always taught. It's it is everything that the Catholic Church teaches, but opposite. Um there are people that that unironically call themselves uh satanic socialists, and it's the cringiest fucking shit. Um so to give some history here, back in 1966, Anton LaVey started the Church of Satan and released the Satanic Bible, which uh, codified uh, the the religion of Satanism. Before this, it has never happened in history. And in fact, Satanism was equivalent to using the term degeneracy. It was, it was an accusatory term for anything that the Christians didn't like. And so with that, um, we were able to, he was able to determine like, okay, here are these things that are mixed together. And this is Satanism. Black mass is really a way of, of uh, playing into the superstitions that uh, Christians had related to Satanism. And um, there's, there's really not much as far as like sin goes into it. It's like uh, at, at the altar, they may have, a naked fully grown woman but that is meant to drive the emotions out of people so uh there's no masturbating but there is plenty of uh, of theater to it i'm gonna ask the hard question here real quick mm-hmm. and i i've been waiting on this one for weeks now ever since i realized we we're gonna do this episode with you so what the fuck's your guys's hymnal like hymnal yeah like like book of, of, of songs yeah well, that's the that's the. It's thing. not just it's, Slayer. I'm I'm going to. Yeah, is it not just, just, is it just Slayer? Not, is it not just like raining blood by Slayer? <laughs> I, you know, what? honestly, you might have me there. If you, if you, if that's all it is, you might I would have me. It was just Slayer and like raining blood. Like people within the church have actually said that Frank Sinatra is satanic because he was Catholic. What? <laughs> this is because uh, Satanism is a carnal religion. <laughs> that uh embraces the, the romantic desires that we have so with with uh frank sinatra expressing love in his music to us that is satanic okay so so one of the big differences between so i would say the two big really overly conservative religions are or, or versions of christianity are catholicism and baptist Mm-hmm. I, I think those are the two overly conservative. So Baptists like are like, oh, Jesus never drank. Jesus was pure. Us Catholics believe that Jesus was 100% human, 100% God. If he was 100% human, that man drank. He was horny. He was ready to go. He was all of it. Therefore, if we, if I don't want to drink, I am judging myself more righteous than Jesus himself. That's that's what I got. Okay. That that was my so, that was my spicy take. So Dirk, it sounds like what we see in the media about being a Satanist is kind of Christianity propaganda against the religion. Yeah. You also get uh that you guys are very cult esque. You're very it, it's not a unified religion. It's outcasts 
it's your goth kids, it's your emo kids, whatever you want to label them as grouping up. So I went to the religion subreddit and God bless. I am so sorry. I, I mean, I just opened up for questions because I was actually getting nowhere. Like I, I have my personal questions, but I, I didn't know how many questions everyone else was going to come with. So I felt like I needed more and Google search was not doing much for me. First of all, number one rule on the religion subreddit is no bigotry of any kind. And many people broke that. And I was just like, Hey, like, these are the faiths that the four of us are, and we're going to do a respectful discussion about religion and our, our beliefs and stuff. Does anyone have any questions for any of any of these faiths, like at all? And one person came at me and was like, being a Satanist is not real religion. I put that on the same fucking level as being a, uh, as worshiping a spaghetti monster. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have to show respect to that kind of cultist bullshit. And I just respond of like almost every religion at some point was some cultist bullshit. Like at some point, it was wrong to be this re- some religion. Literally, Christianity was cultist yeah, was bullshit. Cult. Satanism was technically once a cult yeah. against Christianity. I, I, I personally would say, like, everything starts as a cult. Like, that's how it works. Catholicism was a cult. Uh, I'm, don't give me the dude's username. I don't give a fuck. If he finds this podcast and he listens... You are literally the reason that people are afraid to be religious. You are the reason that no one wants to come out and talk about the things that they want to talk about. You are literally the scum of this earth, and you don't deserve to have a fucking opinion. So, Dirk, give us your hot take on that. Like, how do you feel about that response? The thing is, I actually really do like Pastafarianism and and the, the way that um, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster started. Like the origins of it was um, the the guy who started it uh, noticed that a public school system was trying to teach uh, Christianity, like a creationism in the, in the school as a way of contesting evolution. And so he said, no, you know what, if you're going to do this, then you need to be teaching the, uh, the flying spaghetti monster and how, uh, and, and their origin story. And so like he pushed to the point where it's like, Okay, fine. We we won't put creationism in the fucking class then. And so, with with this, you have people like the uh, the Satanic Temple, who stomp their feet and cry as loud as they can that they are Satanists. When in reality, they are just uh, they're just a political activism group that uses the guise of of being a religion. And so I have been having to to argue against the uh, the Satanic Temple and what they're doing because what they do blatantly misrepresents uh, Satanism overall. So Satanism went through it lived through the Satanic Panic of the 1980s, and there is the notion that if the Satanic Temple is not careful about how they handle things, they could start another Satanic Panic by making victims out of Christians because there are a lot of Christians that have a victim complex to them. Yeah. So Satanists, Satanists don't like to proselytize. We don't like to try to convert people. We, we say that a Satanist is born, not made. You read the book and realize you're a Satanist or not how, and move along. How big is the book? 
Yeah, I'm also curious at this. It's not that big. Uh, I mean, you could read it in in less than a week if you wanted to. If somebody wants to read the Satanic Bible, also make sure that it is the book that was written by Anton LaVey. Uh, and the reason I say this is because Michael Aquino is someone who was involved in the church and then decided, yeah, you know what? This isn't uh, theistic enough and created the, the Temple of Set, which tries to mix uh, Satanism with with Egyptian mythology and, and adds theism to it. And he tried to publishing his own version of the satanic Bible saying like, you know, when, when uh, Anton LaVey published the book, he was so angry, but here I have this new version of the satanic Bible for you, which is it's horseshit. Uh, well, it's like, there, there are people that try to bring, bring like modern Satanism, which is, which is also another dumb idea because like, Everything you need about Satanism is really in the Satanic Bible. It doesn't include politics. It doesn't include um, some sort of like pseudo uh, philosophy into it. It's just a way of of living where you serve your own interests, but you also just you do what you want to as long as nobody is hurt. Would would I be wrong to conclude that like Satan is like the Satanism and which you adhere to? Is very just like hedonistic from like a Greek aspect. Can you explain that? So hedonism, Greek is very self-centered, you know, sex is good for the soul because it makes you feel good. Eating food is good for you because it makes you feel good. Hedonistic in like the most ancient Greek aspect and Roman aspect. Uh, so yeah, it is a, it is a carnal religion that, that uh, says that the, that the seven deadly sins are are actually good things so things like greed you're trying to do what is what is best for yourself and make sure that you are going to be living the, the best life possible um lust it's like you know you you need to understand that you do have carnal desires and it's it's indulgence instead of abstinence but not compulsion i i understand as someone who as someone who studied like psychology, like we go into those like seven deadly sins at one point. You do go and learn about them, and I think from, they are they are natural. Yeah, yeah like as from, coming yeah. from a psychological standpoint, those are very natural things. Those are emotions. Those are things. Yeah. Well, I guess they're not. I guess they're not all emotions, but they are things that lead into that. Uh, Nick probably knows the name of it. I can't I, think of it. But I don't. The, the pyramid. What's the pyramid for psychology? Oh, uh, self-actualization. Yeah. So, like, it, I I think that those go together, and a lot of religions don't actually like actually put them together in a in a way that makes you feel like a natural human being. That don't make you feel like oh, these are okay things. Like psychology says, yeah, like that's how everyone feels, but it doesn't make you feel okay with feeling those feelings. And that's a huge thing about being a human, and the studying psychology is actually kind of why I became agnostic because of how our brains work and what we, yeah. what we desire and what we want out of life. And, and it's different for every person. That's the huge thing about it is we all desire things and we all feel, we all have the same types of feelings, but how we feel those feelings are different and no religion takes that into aspect of we have these like, like the seven deadly sins, like, we all have those feelings in some way, shape, or form, but they're mm -hmm. different for everyone. So I actually have a question for Dirk on that. Is is there like any reaction towards beatitudes in Satanism? 
the Beatitudes. Uh, let me look that up real quick here. Uh, do I need to look up like the Catholic Beatitudes? I mean, I mean, Beatitudes just in whatever, just in general, Christian, I guess. Uh, Honestly, I couldn't tell you all 11 Beatitudes. I couldn't tell you that. Because I, I have not uh, touched on the Beatitudes uh, except uh, like not since I was in a Lutheran private school. So let's see. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Like what does the poor in spirit mean precisely? So poor in, poor in spirit. <sighs> I guess poor in spirit would just be, you know, those who are, oh, I almost want to say down on their luck. <laughs> I, I, hate to, I hate to use that. It's like such a colloquial term, but like, you know, I, I again, I, I fairly admit, I couldn't, I couldn't have told you that of the Beatitudes. I am so out of touch. Um, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on some of these actually. So yeah. uh, the, the poor in spirit, like the people that are, are down in their luck, we, we would say that, you need to pull yourself up by the by your bootstraps and you need to actually try to take care of yourself so the 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 catholic like aspect of like poor on your poor on spirit is the beggars that jesus would have taken care of the beggars that jesus would like the the man who can't walk that jesus would have cured mm-hmm. you you are poor in spirit theirs is the kingdom it's if you are down if you aren't if you are poor you this life this life doesn't matter for you what matters is the next life do Mm -hmm. the best you can in this life but the next life that is where you will be rewarded sure to to that i would say that you need to make sure that the the life that you currently have right now is the best you can absolutely make for it because there is no guarantee that there is another life after this one um blessed are they who mourn i mean that's like that is uh being in touch with something that you believe is sentimental and that should be embraced blessed are the meek though that is one that we're we're going to be butting heads at so it is defined as quiet gentle and easily imposed on and submissive we i i don't like being told what to do i i have been going by the beat of my own drum for for the majority of my life Uh, those who hunger for thirst and righteousness. Now that's, that's going to be depending on who is determining what is righteous because like the the Christian form of righteousness may not necessarily be the same for the Satanist as well. Uh, Merciful that we actually have um, some, some rules of it it is uh, responsibility to the responsible. So, if somebody understands that they need to to quit smoking, they absolutely do so. If they find somebody that if they have somebody that is using them, fucking get rid of them, kick them out. Uh, clean and heart. That was also going to be like subjective towards um, what they're going to think of as merciful. Um, it, it's it, so it, like a lot of these these beatitudes like are very they're meant to be submissive towards a God that they believe in. But for us, it's like with us being our own, our own gods and, and looking out for ourselves, we have to act as our own authority based off of our own Mm -hmm. ethics. So I, I get where you're coming with that. And I also get where from a Catholic teaching, this is, this is where I split from 
typical Catholic doctrine is that to me, the greatest gift that God ever gave us was free will. And the greatest gift that Jesus ever gave us was the ability to actually impose our free will mm-hmm. and still be forgiven. The, the meek, if, if you look at someone who's in a dictatorship, you are rewarded for standing up for yourself, for standing up for your brother, for standing up for your neighbor. You are rewarded for standing up against evil. But you're also rewarded for, I'm not strong enough to stand up for myself. I can't do what my neighbor is doing because I have a family to take care of. Both will, both are rewarded. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a notion that is referred to as, as tucking the horns. So like if, if you find that being open about being a Satanist is going to hurt you like professionally politically within your family and you don't have to to do it then don't i do the same thing as being with being an atheist i i, I get that because yeah I, I i also i also get that because i know for a fact like i know that there are catholics and christians in certain countries so where if you come out and say hey i am a catholic i am a christian you're going to be executed you're going to be beaten i get that but but so it, it's it's not it's, i don't want to say like it's different levels of rewards mm-hmm. i don't want to say that we're now gonna fucking walk into purgatory purgatory is a fucking hell of a place uh from and, and purgatory for catholics is different for purgatory for other christians for purgatory for catholics is it's the exact same place as hell it is the exact same except in purgatory there is hope there's hope that at some point I will leave here and I will go to heaven. Someone who in who is in one of these horrible places, they're worried about their family. They're worried about this. They're worried about that. They won't be in purgatory for long. It's not. It's not one of those. And they may not even reach purgatory because I, I'm not God. I don't know. But they are able to. There is still hope that they will reach heaven. Whereas if someone is, I will be executed for this, for saying I am Catholic and I am Catholic. And they say that I don't, I, it, it, it's weird because it, it's, it's not so much that they don't, they reach heaven quicker. It's that they have the opportunity for saintlyhood. They have the opportunity to reach the saint level, same level as St. Peter, St. Peter, He's a saint because he was given the keys to heaven. He became the first pope. And when he was accused of being a Catholic, he said, yes, I am. And he was crucified upside down for that. It's that weird. It's not so much you are getting special treatment. It's more that you are getting more, more recognition in this life. That's the best way I can describe it. Now, I'm sure I'm describing it horribly. I'm sure I'm making it sound horrible. No, it's all right. No, I mean, personally, I mean, it made sense, but also I have like a Lutheran background. Uh, like Lutherans don't believe in purgatory. That's It's not a thing, but it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand what you're saying. It's a halfway house. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Adam gets it. It's where uh, Ben Fink would have gone. Mm-hmm. Ben Fink? Yeah, Ben Fink. Um. So I kind of wanted to get into a little bit your reasoning for being uh, the faith that you are. 
Nick, you said like it was just you were taught it. it so, also to be fair, most of the people who also went to Catholic school are no longer Catholic. I don't know why it stuck with me, but it did. So, so my reason for becoming an atheist was, uh, I mean, for a long time, I believed in God. I, I, I mean, when I was younger, religion was pushed on me as it is for most people. So, so Adam and I have gone over this before. If he, it was, it was done horribly wrong. What, what he was taught was horribly wrong. Well, so, so here's what, so here's where it came in for me. Uh, Cause I had two different parents who one was Lutheran, one was Catholic. They always had this divide between their religious beliefs. Um, my mom is one of those people. I went to Lutheran church with her a few times after I'd already become an atheist. But my mom was one of those people that she grew up out in the country and she felt closer to God in what he created. She felt no needs to go to a church. She felt that that's why, like, these two guys have been to my house. We have big open windows looking out a forest, essentially. And she would sit there and read a book. And she felt closer to God by doing that than going to any church. My dad was raised as strict a Catholic as you can possibly be raised. My dad's family, still to this day, are the family that say, Gay people are wrong and they should be killed. Gay people, my dad's not like this anymore. My dad is eased up, but my dad's family is very against any, just any modern societal issue. They have the I, that belief system, which is not all Catholics. I know that that's the Catholic that I was taught, and I didn't agree with that especially I'm in the generations that you just started having open gay kids in school and stuff. And that it just wasn't, didn't fly by me. I didn't like that. I didn't like the having to go to church. My uncle is a born again Christian and is one of those people that he is one of the worst people I know, but Every Sunday, he goes to church and gets forgiven for all of his sins, and he thinks he's the greatest human being alive. I was also baptized Catholic, but that was because my mom like, told me when I was younger that when you, if you're baptized Catholic, you don't have to be baptized again because in God's eyes, you've been baptized once, and that's fine. Whereas if you're baptized Lutheran and I decided to be Catholic, I'd have to get baptized as Catholic. It was kind of like a saving me from having to be baptized again later in life. Um, that was her explanation, whether that's right or not. That was what I was told. From um, a political standpoint, that is correct. I still believed in God more leaning on the Lutheran side until when I was in the middle school. I constantly praying. I, I had a really rough mental state. Um, I have a few mental issues, and I, I was going through depression, had awful anxiety. I have had Asperger's syndrome. Asperger's syndrome does not exist anymore. But I, so I would pray for help. And where did that leave me? It left me attempting to take my own life. And that kind of brought me to the, I reevaluated my life 
and was like, I've been praying for help and I've been praying for strength and I've been praying to have this pain end in a way that doesn't make me want to kill myself and nothing worked. So it was difficult for me to come back from that experience and say that there's something out there greater um, because of the shit that I had to go through and the problems that I had. And I, I've discussed, not necessarily with Nick, but I've discussed with other religious people before. And they're like, well, God didn't want you to kill yourself. And that's why you failed. And I'm just like that to me, that's just a little horseshit. Cause at this point you've already like, you've lost me on that. I had been depressed since as long as I can remember elementary school. I hated my life. Like I grew up hating myself and hating my life and nothing got easier for me until I just let go and decide I'm going to pave my own way and I'm doing my own thing. I'm not relying on anything else to help me. I have to figure this shit out on my own because I'm all alone. And then things turned around for me. So that's my background into why I'm an atheist. And I've been an atheist since probably since seventh grade. Anyone else would like to open up? I mean, I, I would like to say that I'm about to go down a much happier route than Adam, but I can't say that I will because the reason Adam and I are friends is because of how similar our lives have been. Um, my parents are still together to this day. They've been married for over 40 years now. Um, but I was raised Lutheran my entire life and I don't think I ever truly believed it I kind of just went through the motion side of the thing got confirmed and after I got confirmed is when I hit high school and in high school is when I started to get to learn about psychology and I got really really into psychology I'm still really really into it you get to if you don't know what psychology is then psychology is the the science of studying the brain of how how you mentally work how you understand things how like how different mental problems cause different things like i i don't know how to explain psychology other than like it is the overall understanding of just like your brain and if you study psychology you get to understand yourself better in a way and when I hit ninth grade, aka my freshman year of high school, is when I really started to learn that. And I was still Lutheran. Um, throughout my entire high school, I was still Lutheran. I still did Lutheran things and went to like Lutheran gatherings of kids and stuff like that. But I always questioned things because I started to learn how the mental, like how your brain works and how it deals with things, how depression works, how everything like that kind of works. And like I said, I would like to be happier than Adam, but there was a point in high school where I did try to take my own life. Um, it also didn't work, obviously, as I am here speaking to your fucking ears. So studying psychology is kind of where I learned how depression worked and how anxiety worked. And then after high school, I went to a Lutheran college for my freshman year. I played college football for a year and then got a concussion that ended my career. And after that, I took a year off, still dealt with those symptoms and everything like that. And that's kind of where everything started to get a little hazy for me on the religion side. Kind of realized that how many 
how much I wasn't for believing in Lutheranism and I didn't really try any other religion and maybe I should, I don't know. But when you start to get to understand how your mind works and what you want, you kind of hit an aspect of that's just what you want. And I'm at the point where I don't, I don't give a shit. If there's something afterwards. Like if I have to deal with fucking hell for the rest of eternity, I don't care. I, I am, I am cognitive now and I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm saying. And I want to enjoy my life now that I remember it. And if I have to deal with going into hell later and dealing with my problems that I, the, the stupid shit I did on earth, then great. I get to deal with for the rest of eternity. But right now is what I know and understand and mentally can tell myself to like, go fuck yourself. I know what I am and I will deal with this on my own terms. And that's kind of where I strayed away and realized what I wanted in my life. This is what I know. This is how it works. And why not just enjoy life now and ignore or not worry about devoting my life to something that I don't know? Because I still, I, well, I, I still do believe that there is something like something had to create this, right? Whether it's evolution, whether it's a god, whether it's multiple gods, whatever. I do think that th there's something like we came from something. What the fuck that is, I don't fucking know. And I don't care enough to learn about what the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a little boy, I, I was a uh, I was raised Christian with my family having history in Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, and my parents broke out of that eventually. And we were a non-denominational Christian family. I went to a Lutheran private school until I was in the sixth grade, like halfway through it. After that, I went to a, a public school until I graduated. And then while, while going through public school, like I was still a, a big old Christian boy and went to like i had a church that i went to but eventually they started to i don't want to say like excommunicate but like they were they were having some problems with us and that allowed me room to be able to figure shit out myself and i started having questions of things like you know if i didn't have this religion would i be able to enjoy things in media a lot more but it boiled but it led down to like why does God actually have a problem with homosexuality to the point of calling it uh, an abomination in the Bible? Like you can actually point to that. And one of the biggest things that led to me leaving was geology or, and um, you know, being able to study how the earth itself works, understanding plate tectonics and how long like everything happens it was like, I, I can't really justify the belief in a young earth creation anymore. So like, if, if that's wrong, then, then what else is wrong in, in the Bible? And it, it just, it, it just got to a point where it's like, I can't, I can't really justify a belief in this anymore. I, I left Christianity well as a, a high school senior and I was just an atheist. And at one point I was, you know, I was getting pretty big into listening to Marilyn Manson. And so I was like looking up Wikipedia, Wikipedia articles about him, like as true as whatever 2007 articles were back then. And, uh, and I learned that he eventually met Anton LaVey and 
they had a pretty good conversation. So I was like, okay, who's Anton LaFay? Uh, the founder of the church of Satan. Okay. Uh, like what's, what's this about? And so I learned, okay, there's an existence of the satanic Bible. So just for shits and, and kicks, I'll, you know, I'll pick up a copy and, and just read it. And, uh, in, in reading it, like it, it introduces itself by saying things like, hey, are you tired of doing these like religious practices and getting nothing out of it? Are you tired of these superstitious things that these superstitious rituals that people do and having fuck all happen? Well, cool. Well, this book might be for you. And like reading further and and the the vitriol that it had related to christianity was something that was completely understandable for me because like i was controlled by christianity for the majority of my life back then and then reading into like how you are you're actually your own god you need to create your own future you need to um, keep the people that actually have meaning to you close to you and, and, you know, don't give your time to people that are going to waste it. And I was like, okay, uh, this, this actually makes a lot of fucking sense. It even gets into shit like consent when it comes to sexuality. Like you have to, you have to have consent with a partner before you do anything related to that. So not in the sense of like, you're sitting down with her. It's like, do you mind if I kiss you? It's like you you make sure that you and the other person are on the same page before like you you, you hit the bases. And so it's like, okay, well, I guess I agree with all this. So like what now? And it took me a little time to acknowledge, like, okay, yeah, I I, I am a Satanist. And I kept it to myself for a long time. Uh, I, I would tell it to people that I was dating or like really close friends, not family though, uh, until recently. And I lived as a person who was an example that you do not have to actually join the church to be a Satanist. Like if, if the philosophy applies to you, cool, done. And so I remember last year, I was like super pissed off at people, I like blurted out, I'm joining the fucking church. So I made an event out of it. I, I filled out the membership form and um, submitted it on the fall equinox. And so like that year I was uh, celebrating my first Halloween as a, as a member of the church. And just last week I had my first birthday as a member. And actually the birthday is the most celebrated day of the year for yourselves because it's, it's celebrating your own existence. So yeah. And we hit a lot of real serious shit and I'm not sure I'm ready for it. And by that, I mean, I wasn't ready for it. And here we are now. <laughs> so I'm going to start some questions. Um, let's Eat. So I, I have a lot of questions that are aimed at all of us. Uh, any specific questions I ask, most of them are from Reddit. A couple of them are from me. But my first question is, how can you tell me that God exists when the majority of Catholicism and Christianity is marketing? And before I'd like to point out the marketing aspect of yes. it, halos actually stem from Egyptian faith, and God is actually a reinterpretation. Of Zeus. I'll do you one better, Adam. Uh, there is actual historical evidence that there was an, an eclipse in November, and it is said in the Bible that when Jesus died, the sky went black as if it was night. So, 
you can say that when Jesus died, there was an eclipse. And could you imagine being that Roman soldier stabbing him in the heart to this dude who's like, oh, he's saying he's the son of God. Oh, this silly man. I stab him in the chest. Oh, this silly man. Sky went black. Oh, shit. And I think we all know that Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. No, yeah, no, That's he was he was holiday. born in like August, I think. Yeah. So so these holidays, you, you're not wrong. It's marketing, and I still celebrate Jesus' birth on Christmas, even though he was most likely born in like October or August. I still celebrate these things because they are symbolic, and every every faith in the world celebrates by symbolism. Um, should I celebrate Jesus' death in November? Maybe. It also doesn't matter. Well, I'm saying, how can you tell me that God exists when the majority of the faith is a lie and marketing to get you to believe in this faith? So what part of the faith is actually real? Like, where is that line drawn of where is it real and where is it fake? The part that's real is the belief that my sins are forgiven my sins i am not my sins i'm not i uh, i i sin every day it doesn't matter what your sins are forgiven it means that jesus loves you that's not that's not what i'm pushing it's not i'm not pushing marketing i'm pushing that you're loved i'm i'm pushing that y- you no matter how impure you are, you can be forgiven. I can be forgiven. Anyone can be forgiven. So my next question is for Dirk. Do you believe in or see a connection between... Now, I don't know what this word is. Um, Gnosticism, G-N-O-S-T-I-C-I-S-M, and Satanism. The collection, uh, a collection of religious ideas and systems which originated i know nothing about this this is purely someone else's question oh fuck yeah narcissism is not really something i dived into much oh let me pull up here britannica let's let's see here any of various related philosophical and religious movements prominent of the greco-roman world in the early christian era well Consensus on the definition of Gnosticism has proved difficult. It looks like it. The groups conventionally classified as Gnostic did not constitute a single movement. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> it's always a good um, start to an answer. <laughs> well, let's let's say uh, if how related it is to like early Christian beliefs. I mean, with the original meaning behind uh, behind Satan, like yeah like it, it predates it a long time ago i, I don't know I, I don't think i know enough to really talk about narcissism from here but like the 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 religion of satanism takes a lot from early writings though so so you definitely see a connection there i mean there there probably is a connection there it's just um Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, what is Gnosticism in layman's terms? The thought and practice, especially of various cults of late pre-Christian and early Christian centuries, distinguished by the conviction that matter that matter is evil and emancipation comes through 
What? I, no, I get that. I've, I felt that same way while reading I, the catechism. No, I get it. It's fine. Okay. I I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Okay. That is about, we, we do enough. accept that answer on the podcast. We do accept that answer. I yeah. accept it. We accept that. I accept it. You don't know. I'll ask you a question for Dirk after this. Um, following that. Um, what, what's uh, the overall, I guess I don't know how to ask this question, but uh, the satanic panic and how did that really affect Satanism? Like as a whole, like how is Satanism different now than what it was back then with the satanic panic? We We don't really have much of a satanic panic going on right now. And in fact, pseudo-Satanism is becoming very trendy. So, but back in the day, uh, back in the 80s and, and early 90s, like LaVey had his, his work cut out for him in trying to help people understand what the actual religion is about. Um, there were times where LaVey was also afraid of like getting harassment and he would use this, this uh, perception of him being this like, high and 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 evil like high and mighty evil lord as a way of getting people to just leave him the fuck alone but it, it, it like they they got past the satanic panic but it, it took a lot of work and a lot of patience from the church's end but uh because of the church of satan now people can be open or you know people can practice the religion without uh as much fear of persecution as as they would back then. Explain to a, uh, I don't know how to word this question, but mm-hmm. um, a big thing about, I, I guess, probably not now, but at least back during the Satanic Panic is where yeah. I get a lot of my Satanist info from, I guess you would say, just because I like true crime and stuff. And that was a huge period in true crime was the mm-hmm. satanic panic and people being wrongly convicted for shit that they didn't do just because they are Satanists. Um, explain to us how Satanists actually view children. Cause a uh, lot of people think like, ah, sacrifice a baby. The, like, uh, from like the 11 satanic rules of the like earth. Like, and number nine is do not harm little children. So it, like that's, that's pretty clear cut compared to the the stereotypes that were brought in due to the satanic panic um you you leave children alone don't hurt them uh i mean for people like myself like they are supposed to be continuing whatever we're working on right now so let me also describe this in another way here so satanism has gone through different phases so for the first phase it was like we went through our, we went through the blasphemy they went through the blasphemy phase you know it's like okay we're we're being the spooky religion we're being scary but then after that phase was over it was like okay it's time to fucking work there's a lot of shit that we want to have done and you know if if you're not going to be taking care of the kids then who's like who's going to be able to carry things over once you're dead like it's it's sort of like the um practice in in scientific method it's like you need people that are able to uh to grow into and and adapt what we're working on uh scientifically and and what we're understanding like ask more questions yeah especially because of what you said earlier i don't remember if it was during recording or beforehand but you got uh satanism isn't about converting people Right. So the whole like continuing on your line is 
more important than converting people. It is just bringing in other, like bringing more people in and then teaching them your religion, basically. Yeah, we are we are against proselytizing. If somebody if somebody decides and and realizes like they, they that they are a Satanist, great. And if they realize that what they read from the Satanic Bible does not apply to them, that's also great as well. You you move on how you want to. So, Jeff, this question is directed at both you and I. It's a two-parter. So the first part is, why does Satanism not appeal to the atheist and the agnostic? Um, As the atheist, I kind of just, I, I mean, it does appeal to me, but at the same time, I kind of am happy to put myself as not anything, like, I don't just go around saying, like, I'm an atheist, but for argument's sake, I'm an atheist. Like, do I have a lot of the what Sturks describes beliefs? Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm just going to live my life to the best of my ability. And I don't need a I don't need a label for anything. I, I just live in my own world. And being an atheist is just the easiest explanation of leave me the fuck alone kind of deal. Yeah, I don't want people to need Satanism. It, it's it, yeah, it's a it's a tool that if you want to use it, you have the ability to. Um, for me to answer that question, uh, I I don't speak for all people who are agnostic. Uh, for me personally, it's just I I don't know anything about Satanism. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a huge thing about me being agnostic is I I don't know a lot about a lot of religions, and I am a believer, and there is something that has to deal with what we are. Like something had to do something to where we are humans like something had to happen and i just don't know what that is and i also haven't really invested myself into one thing to really try to figure that out and satanism falls in that category of i just i don't know anything about it i don't know enough about it and am i inter like like interested yeah but i'm also interested in like say buddhism and uh norse mythology and like paganism like i'm, I'm interested in everything because i yet again as someone who has studied psychology and kind of understands how the human brain works like ever and we know it like as just any human being can see this and understand it is ev- everyone sees things differently and that's why we're divided that's why we are we're all human but like we're all divided we have that mental capacity to accept things on our own terms. And I just don't know the specific thing I want to believe in. And I don't know if I'll ever really find that. Maybe I'll become an atheist where I'm just like, I I don't care anymore, but I, I feel like there's something out there that will like maybe explain it to me and that will be good enough for me. But I don't think there's a universal thing that all of us believe in. And then the second part of that question is, I would also like to know what the atheist and agnostic think the real difference is between them. I'm an atheist, not agnostic, but I accept that God cannot be disproven. And in the twilight zone is near zero impossibility, Zeus or Marduk could exist. So would the agnostic simply say he thinks there's a greater chance of it being true? And to what degree, how would you quantify this percentage basis? real question not mocking i feel either you believe or you don't and that agnostics simply don't believe but are maybe afraid to admit that 
Uh, that's that's something. Fuck, that's a lot to unpack. Can I can I try to can I try to answer this question actually? Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna need. So, an anti-theist is somebody that is against the idea of believing in a god. An atheist is somebody that would say, "I am not convinced that a god exists." There is the uh, the misconception that an atheist says, "I you know, God definitely does not exist." When in reality, it's it's I am very sure or I am not convinced that God exists. An agnostic is somebody that says that um, God may or may not exist, and we don't have the evidence to prove one or the other. The thing is, um, there's a lot of overlap between atheists and agnostics, but really atheism, it's really just a matter of like, do you, are you convinced that a God exists or not? It's one or the other. So I I always say as an atheist, I, I, I personally don't think that there's anything out there. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I am okay with being proven wrong. Do I do I want there to be something else after this? Do I want to have eternal happiness? And like these are great things that I would love to be true. Do I personally think they are? No, personally, I think that once you're dead, you're dead. And like the legacy that you leave on earth is the best that you're gonna get. So I, I don't think there's a higher power. I don't think that there's other things, but I am okay with being proven wrong. And I hope that I have done my best to be in heaven. I, I guess I don't really know if I'm agnostic because I guess I don't really know what the difference is. I just say agnostic because I, I do believe that there, there is something. What I would specifically pinpoint it to, I, I can't say, like I can't. I can't put that out there. Um, so I can't, I'm sorry. I can't answer the question of like the disproved twilight zone or the, like the impossibility of Zeus or Madoc existing or Mardoc. Sorry. Um, I, I can't answer that. Um, to what degree do I believe something is out there? I, for me, it's, it's above 50% for me. I wouldn't say it's super high over that but I, I think there has to be something out there. Uh, let me do a couple more questions. And these are for all of us. Um, given the similarities, often word for word of all the Abrahamic faiths and given that evidence of the existence of God is identical in all three. Um, how do you justify believing your particular version to a large extent, similar faiths while condemning the believers of the other two to eternal hellfire please don't try and explain why i'm wrong about hellfire and focus on why you believe your faith over the others <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming this is mostly targeted to me uh yeah so so i don't believe that i, I meet my christians and jews believe in remarkably the same thing i i, I don't i to me, anti-Semitism is one of the great, all right, you've lost me. So you want to talk about something like political. You want to talk about something philosophical. You bring in anti-Semitism. All right, I'm gone. I'm no longer with you. I refuse to agree with you. I'm done. That in racism, I'm done. You've lost me completely. And then there is 
Islam. Islam's a tricky one because it is an Abrahamic faith. It is remarkably similar to Christianity. It is remarkably similar to Judaism. It is remarkably similar to similar to the other Abrahamic faiths. There are differences, but there are overwhelming similarities. In origin, at the very least, in origin matters a fucking hell of a lot. I don't think that Jews who believe in, I don't think Orthodox Jews who believe 100% Orthodox Judaism are going to hell. I think that they are going to heaven. I think that they are remarkable. I don't believe that Orthodox Islam, I think that that is something slightly different because its origins are similar yet slightly different asterisks. There's, there's differences. I think that even, even with Adam, with Dirk, with Jeff, we all believe morally very similar things. We all believe don't kill, don't steal. Bad things are bad. Good things are good. We all believe in very our, similar our things. Our moral compasses are all aligned the same, yeah? Exactly, exactly. Do I think that Adam is going straight to heaven? I pray that he does. I pray that he at least reaches purgatory. Because, again, in purgatory, there is that hope that you will reach heaven. If, if anything, if there is any difference at all in these things, it is that myself being a Catholic believer, I will... If in, in very simple terms, I will cut that purgatory line. I am a sinner. I am a sinner from hell. I doubt I will. I think that I will end up in purgatory, but I have that hope that even though I am in purgatory, I will reach heaven. And that is that guarantee that even though I am a sinner, even though I am suffering in purgatory, I will still reach heaven, that hope of heaven. And I hope that, I hope and I pray that all of us, even though that we are all sinners, even though that we are all different, even though that we all believe in slightly different things, even though we all still follow that same moral compass, we will still reach there in the end. That's all that matters to me mm -hmm. is the end. Does anyone else have insight? <laughs> yeah. So I guess to add on to basically, because I was a Lutheran, I'm agnostic now, to just to go off of Nick, what Nick said from what I put in is, I think as long as you're a good person, AKA you have a moral compass that isn't skewed. I, I think you're fine. Like go through life. Just don't be a shit human being. We'll all be fine. We'll all be fine. Just have a good moral compass. Don't try to fuck over other people. Live your life. Help people if you can. If you can't, then that's also fine. But just have a good moral compass. Don't fuck people over. The, the last question uh that i got i thought nick and i have talked about this a lot and i thought it was a really cool question if you had kids and they asked you the questions what is the meaning of life and how do i find purpose how would you answer them relative to your own personal experience and beliefs remember they look up to you and will most probably take everything you say in with deep passion um I'll go first. I would tell my kids, I don't know. I like, I would be completely honest and open with my own faith of being an atheist. Obviously I wouldn't get into the nitty gritty of why I'm an atheist because they're children, but I, I you know, I would just, I, I don't know. And you are more than willing 
to look for that answer however you so choose. And Nick and I have talked about this. Of I have a goal and a dream for my kids to where I would like to teach my kids as many re- religions and faiths as possible, but obviously not for me. I would like to take them like I would like to teach my kids Muslim faith. So take them to a mosque, have them sit down and learn. And I would go to uh, like if they accepted me, I would go to the service. I would try like I would try and talk to them ahead of time. I would I would want my kids to learn. I, I don't want my kids to be left in the dark about anything. I would want to take them for and teach them Christianity, Catholicism, Lutheran, Satanism, Muslim. I want my kids to make the best decision for them. And I will respect whatever they want to do. If they want to believe in a God, fuck it. If they want to believe in Zeus and believe in the Greek gods, I'll like, I don't give a shit. I'll do it. And I'll be right there beside you. I might not believe in whatever you want to believe in, but I'm there to support you. All right. Um, so this is actually uh, kind of the highlight of my college like career, personally, is um, I was in a psych class. It was like 200 level. I can't remember which one it was. And it was a class of like probably like 40, 50 people. And the professor walked in one day and he went, what is the meaning of life? Big psychological question, right? Everyone has a different answer to that. Everyone was answering with different things, you know, make money, be a good person, whatever. And it got to me and I went to be successful. And everyone, and I think he knew it, which is why he asked me the next question without going to the next person. Everyone kind of judged me for that, of being successful. Because everyone saw it in their own eyes of like, oh, being successful, like that's such a shitty way of putting it. And he asked me, he's like, okay, meaning of life, being successful. What is the meaning of being successful then? The meaning of being successful isn't the same for everyone. Maybe my meaning of successful is I just want to be able to be under a roof and have a job and just go through life and be okay. Maybe for someone else, it's being a successful scientist. Maybe for someone else, it's running a business. Maybe it's different for everyone. Your success is you. And I think to my kid, that's what I would teach is like the meaning, like, like the meaning of life is just be successful and don't let anyone else tell you what being successful is other than yourself, whatever that might be. I don't think it's religion. I don't think it's believing in something. I think it's just you be you the best of your own ability and accomplish your goals. Don't let everyone else set goals for you. Just do what you want accomplish your goals and be happy with yourself. That's what I would say. Um, if, if I had a kid and that kid was asking me these kind of questions, I would tell the child, um, I would rather the child find Mormonism on his own and decide that that's what, what applies to him than for me to indoctrinate the child into Satanism. Um, I would tell him very, I don't want to say cynically, but like, you have to create that yourself. You have to create whatever meaning in your life yourself um, because you're the, the main person who's going to be judging this. You're not going to have the same sort of standards for yourself as like every other person. Um, if, if you believe that uh, being able to live paycheck to paycheck is success for you, then, then that's fine. 
but um yeah it's like when you when you die you're only going to live as long as the the memories of of family and friends um still have that so yeah it's it's really just a matter of of uh making whatever future you want to um as successfully as you possibly can all right pretty similar i'm okay with this um make sure you know make sure you make sure they know they're wrong <laughs> So, <laughs> hashtag oh twenty fifty. So so I I want my kids to do better, and I don't want to tell them how to do better. I want them to. I want to show them how to do better. I know that I am doing horrible right now. I want to do better then. I want to show that it's not about judging. It's not about anything like that. If I were to judge everyone I walked by, I would have nothing. I'd have no time in the day. What I'm supposed to do today right now is try and show people how to be better by being better myself, not by telling them how to be better, but by being better, by being more forgiving, by being more accepting, by being more, I'm not God. That's not my job. My job is to try and show people how to embrace God, not by telling them how to be more like God. That's that's what I want to show my kids. That's what I want to show everyone I walk by every day. I'm horrible. Be better than me. Let me show you how to be so much more than what I am. Someday Nick will have a son on his, on his lap and He'll say, son, your future, your future is to slay as much poon as you possibly can. Dream <laughs> <what I> can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, we've been, you hate to see it. Dirk, would you like to plug your shit? Uh, yeah, I do what is referred to, what is known as Super Arrogant Bros every week. It is objectively the best gaming podcast out there. And uh, I'm looking to expand further with other things that I'm doing, including the Plastic Paladins. And uh, like what we do on, on Super Arrogant Bros is on madcastmedia.com subscribe it also subscribe to the arrogant media youtube channel because we are working to try to climb up that subscriber base beautiful and we are you hate to see it um we are available wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on social media we are available on all of the important ones and if we're not on this it's not important our twitter is at y-o-u-h-a-2-c-i-t if you go to our podbean website go to the upper right hand corner there's a little green button and it says become a patron it's just like Patreon, but by Podbean and uh, created for us. Yeah, it's better. And there's different tier levels that you can subscribe to. $1, $3, $5, and so on. They give you great fucking things if you want them. At $1 level, you can watch the Taskmaster special, which Dirk is on. And Dirk won. And you can fucking see that shit. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, it's brother. so great. We got so drunk. And it was amazing. And you're missing out if you haven't fucking watched it yet. It just cost a buck. So thank you guys so much for uh, listening to You Hate to See It. Thanks so much for listening to You Hate to See It, guys. Um, from all of us to all of you, we wish you 
a Merry Christmas. Fuck yeah, Jeff gets it. Uh, no. If you want your child to actually turn Catholic. <laughs> okay.